Welcome to Healthy Voyager Radio. I'll be your host, the Healthy Voyager, Carolyn Scott. Thanks for tuning in to Healthy Voyager Radio. I'm your host, Carolyn Scott Hamilton, the Healthy Voyager, and welcome to our Thanksgiving episode. Well, in just a week's time, most of us will be sitting around the table overeating and really kicking off the holiday season, especially those who uh, like to partake in Black Friday, although I heard that this year they started it a lot earlier, so maybe you won't have to stand in line at 5 a.m. or camp out in front of Walmart if you want something cheap. But I know I love to start the morning on Thanksgiving Day watching the um, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, even though it's kind of corny, but I enjoy the fanfare and the grandness of it all and um, the feeling that the holidays have really arrived. So New York really knows how to do the holidays right. So even when I was in hot Miami and now Southern California, I get a little piece of uh, the Northeast holiday feeling when I watch the parade. Now, I know that for many, the holidays can be stressful, and we've covered a lot of that in past shows uh, as far as how to stay thin, keep on track, um, be healthy, etc. And on HealthyVoyager.com, there's an entire block of articles geared towards eco and healthy holiday tips. Um, So if you check that out, you'll see that there's a whole healthy article about how to stay healthy. Um, there's a whole, uh, menu, Thanksgiving day menu. And on actually on Thanksgiving day, there will be a, um, Thanksgiving brunch leftovers recipe menu. So be sure to check all of those out this week and next. Um, also a lot of eco tips. So check it out. Um, but today I wanted to talk about one thing that folks get stressed out about outside of the onslaught of insane shopping marathons and money and travel and cooking and eating. Uh, The whole thing is about the emotions that are attached to the holidays. As much as the holidays are touted to be the most wonderful time of the year, it comes with a lot of baggage. Um, And sure, everyone has their issues, but one that can be eliminated is, I guess, the invasion of privacy and feelings of not fitting in during holiday gatherings. Especially at family festivities, there are a lot of different personalities and lifestyles crammed into one house, and that can fray the nerves for sure. You know, college kids coming back and adjusting to being with the family, um, people who've moved away and are coming back, and, you know, everyone's kind of got their own life, and it's it's um, it's tough to have all that in one house and, and not have some flare-ups. So I've put together some holiday do's and don'ts to help everyone navigate this particular holiday problem so you can get back to freaking out about shopping and cooking and traveling and other stuff like that instead of this. So... Um, and you can also check it out on the website because they're all written on the website too, but I thought I'd, I'd talk about it uh, today before we get into some green holiday information. All right, well, while conversation is a must and can be very enjoyable over the holiday dinner table, specific topics should not be discussed. And that probably is a good idea for, for most dinners and, and gatherings. Well, no one likes to, um, to go to an awkward dinner or have superficial chatter No one likes a meal to turn ugly or a gathering. Obviously, the biggies to stay away from are politics, religion, sex, unless, of course, the group you're with enjoys those topics, like amongst friends. But in mixed company, it's it's tough to to bring that stuff up. And for the most part, not everyone's going to agree on such topics, and it's best to leave them alone. And this kind of includes the topic of veganism, at least for me, because unless you're in a room full of vegans or anything like that, it can get very hairy very fast. 
uh, emotions tend to, to run high on this topic. So the holiday table is not a place to stand on your soapbox unless it's been asked of you. And in addition, it's not a place um, to attack someone who is different. So if a topic comes up that you are uncomfortable with, politely let them know that you don't wish to discuss that particular topic at that time. Shut it down with a smile and offer up a new topic. So if you're vegan and you've been invited to somewhere, um, especially at your family's, uh, don't don't start criticizing people. I know it's weird, but you know it's just one dinner out of the year. Um, and then uh, on the other hand, if you're not vegan, um, don't make uh, that person feel weird and, and fight with them. Um, and even in jest, that can that can start you know adding uh, you know gas to the fire. So be careful with that topic unless it's uh, unless it's welcomed. So uh, be careful. Uh, never assume that the host will be ava- uh, will be able to provide everything you need. So again, for us vegans, um, always be prepared. And and likewise, if you're if you're gluten free, if you're diabetic, whatever, it's almost impossible to make everyone happy. And sometimes folks are left out of certain things. So if you have special dietary needs, be sure to let your host know ahead of time and offer to bring a dish that you can eat and also share with the group, um, which is actually kind of smart because you can prove that. Uh, just because you eat a certain way that, you know, you can still enjoy a meal and and everyone's company. So to be extra safe, um, you may want to eat before you go to the dinner so that you're not left starving during the meal. And, um, you know, because the holidays are more about enjoying the company of others. So it's best to focus on that instead of what you can and can't eat. So either offer to bring something, um, don't put it on the, the host's shoulders to take care of you, especially if you're the only person with that need. Um, and maybe eat before you go. Um, if you're hosting a meal, again, likewise, be, be mindful of others. In fact, the best way to have a happy gathering is to share in the experience. Potluck dinners are the best way to include everyone um, because the onus doesn't fall on you uh, to feed a bunch of folks who may or may not like your food or what, what it is that you're serving. So um, it saves time, it saves money, and everyone kind of gets to contribute and bring something that they will eat uh, and not feel left out or starving. Uh, and if you're not feeling well or, or not or in a particularly foul mood, just admit it. Do, uh, do what you can to handle your emotions before heading to the gathering. It's not healthy for you or the other guests if you aren't up for it or worse, taking it out on them. If you can pull through and try to have a good time, great. Otherwise, you know what? We all have bad days. So do what you can to sort it out um, because nothing ruins your holiday and others like a foul mood. So do what you can during the day to kind of uh, clean up your your feelings. And if you can't, then that's cool too. You know, do do what you got to do. But, um, but it's best not to attend an event uh, or host an event if you're not feeling, feeling up to it because um, everyone can kind of sense it. Uh, nobody's perfect, so try to plan ahead. I know this sounds like a com- like common sense, but it's really important to remember. If you want to have people over and you're working, don't go crazy trying to make everything and make it perfect. Get some food at a deli or a gourmet shop or, you know, order stuff ahead of time from Whole Foods or whatever is closest to you because a lot of the times people don't mind bringing a salad or dessert to kind of um, fill in the gaps because the point is, to get together and celebrate with people rather than trying to make it perfect. I know that for a lot of a lot of women, we want it to be, oh, this and that with the place cards and the perfect music and the candles, and you can just go crazy. And really, at the end of the day, all you really care about is having the people over and having fun. So don't make yourself nuts. And that goes for the entire holiday season. 
just do what you can and give yourself the gift of slack because uh, you'll need it. Um, traditions can be changed, and this might be hard for some people, but there are a lot of people who actually dread the holidays, and some of them uh, may be because of the way they're celebrated. So maybe you don't always have to be at Great Aunt Sue's house, um, even though she's hosted the holiday for years. Think of these things as being fluid, and when you're you know, when they're outdated, come up with some new ones and offer it up because sometimes people like change and, and new things. Sure, you know, some traditions are great, but, um, you know, be be a little more flexible and, and hopefully uh, you'll have a better holiday season. And don't let the details take you over. I know it's difficult to find the time to get everything done during the holidays, but it's the people who are really important to you and those who take care of you that you must remember. So try not to be so overwhelmed doing things like writing out Christmas cards that you can't, you know, to people you don't really talk to, um, you know, do really, really think about your time because, you know, nothing ruins a holiday like getting sick or, or having a panic attack or anything like that. And also don't push people off because of holiday madness. So find your balance. Um, everyone needs to do that during the holidays because it's, it's kind of the extreme. Either it's not enough or it's too much and just find a way to, to even it out. And always thank people, whether it's in writing or in person, you must put gratitude at the top. Never, there's never an excuse for not thanking someone uh, for an invite or a gift. So remember that the holidays are about connection with others, understanding, and love. And the best rule year-round is to treat others how you'd like to be treated. And there's no exception to that rule, especially over the holidays, regardless of your stress level. In fact, it might help your stress level if you're just happy and positive. So let's take a short break because when we come back, we'll be talking about how you can green your holiday season with eco-holiday maven Anna Getty. Once upon a time, old Scrooge sat down before the fire. Ah, humbug. With great astonishment, Marley's ghost came through the heavy door and passed into the room. <gasps> oh. What do you want with me? You will be haunted by three spirits. I'd rather not. To read A Christmas Carol and other books online, go to www.read.gov. Explore new worlds. Read. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Healthy Voyager Radio. My guest today is pretty much eco-superwoman, an actress, a yogi, a chef, a mother, a fashionista, a writer, and also a green and holistic living expert. With me now is the very busy gal, Anna Getty. Hello, Anna. Hi, Carolyn. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for popping onto the show. It's a, it's a good holiday-themed one, so I know you've got lots to talk about in that arena. I Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you've led a very interesting and full life, and it's all kind of culminated to what you focus on now. Um, I mean, you know, I, it's funny when people are like, oh, my gosh, your life has been so interesting. For You know, it's so subjective, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I for many, many years I was pursuing an acting career, and that was the only thing I could think about. And um, somewhere in my early 20s, I started doing yoga. And when I started um, doing yoga, it's kind of when I started shifting my focus. And I was like, actually, I don't want to be an actress anymore. I, I want to be of service and I want to educate people. And I, I'm not quite sure how that's going, what it's going to look like, but I know that I don't want to be an actress anymore. And then having worked in a catering company while I was pursuing my acting career on the side um, to support myself, 
you know, that little did I know that that experience in the kitchen would also be part of my current career. So it's just, you know, over the last 10, 15 years is, you know, things have just shifted and um, I'm so jazzed about, um, you know, a green life, a holistic life, a spiritual life. Uh, certainly having children has been a major, major influence in my life and so I feel like I'm constantly learning and as I learn, I like to share it. Excellent. So what was that moment that influenced you to kind of start living a green life? Do you remember or was it an actual moment? Well, you know, having been raised by kind of a, a hippie mom who, you know, she <laughs> raised as vegetarian and, you know, we used to spend a lot of time in Green Gulch, which is a Buddhist center in, in Marin County and it's a beautiful organic farm. So I feel like there was already the foundation there and, um, Definitely when I got pregnant was probably the major shift. You know, I had I'd been eating organic food for a few years, but I opened up my cupboards and, you know, was looking at my personal skincare products and thought, <clears throat> wow, you know, I really am realizing that it's more than just about me and everything that I do is going to affect this fetus and everything. Oh, wow, everything I do is going to affect the world. And <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was probably, you know, this very distinct moment. I remember opening up my cupboards and going, wow, I need to make, you know, continual change and, and whatever I change I want to share with other moms because I think, you know, we have a larger responsibility now and if if I can teach them stuff, then then I will. So that's kind of where it started. Cool. Well, what types of activities and interests did you decide to kind of green up? I know that you did yoga and you were starting to, to do some chefing. Um did it kind of run the gamut of, of everything in your life or were there specific things? I know you mentioned, you know, your beauty products and that sort of thing. I mean, it, you know, for me it was pretty dramatic. Like I opened up my cupboards and within, you know, the next two weeks I had eliminated all of the toxic, you know, all my toxic cleaning products. I eliminated all my toxic, you know, makeup, hair products, you know, body lotions, toothpaste, all of that, and just kept going down the line. And then I thought, well, you know, if I'm doing that just in terms of my household, what about my clothing, my shoes, my car? Um, You know, I'm bringing, you know, cloth bags to the grocery store, but I'm still bringing in all these paper bags into my house from other stores. So now Mm -hmm. I bring cloth bags with me everywhere. You know, for me, I I kind of had to go pretty dramatically because that's just what I wanted to do. But for other people, I suggest doing one thing at a time, and and I'm still doing it, and I'm not perfect. And but I do try to, in every aspect of my life, you know, from you know whatever computer I get to the bottles of water that I buy or don't buy, you know, I, you know, brought a, a water filter into my house first, a point of entry system, and then even in my kitchen to take it a step further. Um, you know, no pesticides in our garden, you know, is our garden, do we use a lot of water? Do we, you know, how how do we, everything has to be can, taken into consideration for our lifestyles for me. And at the same time, I try not to be too dogmatic about it and allow myself to make mistakes and, again, continue, continually learn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there there's so many ways to be green or holistic that it can kind of drive you crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it so can. And if there's too much judgment around it, 
you know, sometimes I'm traveling abroad and, whoa, I forgot my cloth bags. You know, am I going to sit there? You know, sometimes I just take the stuff at the counter and I put it into my purse. And other mm-hmm. times I'm like, okay, there's too much here and I'm going to take a plastic bag, but I'm going to reuse it over and over and over and over again until I can't anymore, <laughs> you know. Right, right. So I have to forgive myself if I sometimes forget for whatever reason or another. Yeah, yeah, it's just the world that we live in. You know, we uh, we can't always be perfect. Mm-hmm. So tell us about pure style living. Pure style living basically is the umbrella for my the work that I do. You know, I have a website. You know, honestly, it's it, it needs a little bit work right now. I feel like it's a little bit stale. <laughs> but it's basically, it's you know, it's the concept of it is to have a life that is as pure as possible, but still retains you know some value of I guess stylishness or or your own sense of of who you are. Um, and you know, just being as as the best person that you can be within your own life. So that's the concept behind Pure Style Living. And then I have my DVDs under, you know, it's basically my company name. So I have my DVDs, my books, um, whatever else I do. It's it's my business name. But I would like to continually develop it more as a brand over over the years. Mhm. Okay. And what are your DVDs about? I have uh, two uh, yoga DVDs. One is a prenatal yoga DVD, and the other is um, actually a pre and postnatal. Um, so um, I did those around the time that I was first pregnant, and then after my my daughter was born. So now that you're a mother and you co-founded Pregnancy Awareness Month, uh, what is that all about? Well. Teaching prenatal yoga, I kept encountering women who were coming to me and just seemed very disempowered and still very in the dark about their whole process of being pregnant. And they were, there was a lot of fear and a lot of misinformation. And I had had such an amazing pregnancy, amazing birthing experience that I had a very strong community around me. Mm-hmm. So the idea was to kind of create this this campaign that would be a community and would also uh, celebrate pregnancy. So mm-hmm. my, my, my co-founder, Elisa Donner, who produced my prenatal and postnatal yoga DVD, and we've done a lot of work together, we founded this month. And we were like, can we declare a month to be something? And we looked into it, and we could. So we chose the month of May. It's uh, an educational campaign, so each week has a theme, um, like education, exercise, nurturing, uh, nutrition. So those are the four themes, and each one is assigned a week. And we usually kick off the month with a big event in LA, and we have a, an advisory team. You know, Ricky Lake, who has the business of being born on it. Dr. Alan Green and um, Anna Paula Markell just joined us, who is a, a wonderful doula. And then the rest of the month, we just have these different initiatives. We have events around the country, and we just want women to feel empowered as they go into um, pregnancy, birth, and motherhood. I think that's excellent because you're right. There is a lot of, for first-time moms, a lot of fear and fear of the unknown and and all that surrounding pregnancy. And I think it's great to, to have a community where it uh, it kind of helps you through it. Yeah, and I also feel that, Pregnancy is its really a magical time, and it can be a magical time, even if there's some hardships during it. Mm. And I, I notice that a lot of women, they have 
some difficulties during their pregnancy, like being, you know, diagnosed with some or other, you know, like, um, I don't know, some some issue in their pregnancy. And then the whole thing just kind of collapses, you know, like mm-hmm. pl- placenta previa, for example. And then they find out that they, that they need to have, a, you know, a, a scheduled C-section. And it's like, but there's still magic in there. Don't think that, you know, your body didn't malfunction. Don't worry, you know. <laughs> and here's all the other beautiful things that you can be a part of, even though you have this issue and and it can be dealt with and you're still going to be birthing this beautiful baby, you know, or deciding, you know, do I want to breastfeed my child or not? And if, if I have some issues, do I have that support around me? You know, will I circumcise my son if I have a boy? Um, you know, what's all the stuff that I need to get? What do I not need to get? And you know, there's a lot of amazing companies who are our sponsors who we, you know, love their products and we love what they're doing. And we want the people, you know, moms and women out there to know this is what we recommend and we've done the research around these products and we mm-hmm. hope that you can, you know, use them and that they'll enhance your life. So it's multi-pronged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and well, pregnancy is multi-pronged. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool. So when did you decide to put pen to paper and write down your green tips? You know, right around the time where I, I quit being an actress, I'd gone to, I, I went to see this uh, astrologer. His name is Gal Sassoon, really great astrologer. And he said to me, you know, you're supposed to write. And I said, what are you talking about? I've been an actress <laughs> for the last 15 years, and, you know, now I'm teaching yoga. And he's like, I don't know. I'm just telling you, this is what I see in the stars for you. You are supposed to write. So soon after giving birth to my daughter, I uh, connected with the people from Yogi Times. And I was like, you know, I'd really like to write. And I think I'd like to write an article about being a holistic mom and the things that I did around, you know, greening up my pregnancy and the birth I had. And they were like, we'd love for you to do that. So it was an unpaid job. and But that's where it started. And then I got a job with um, Healing Lifestyles and Spa Magazine, which no longer exists. I mean, the problem is now so many magazines are, are going out of business due, you know, due to publishing just not being what it was and the economy yeah. not being what it was. But despite that, you know, now I have, you know, I do a lot of blogging. I'm, I'm blogging for WholeLiving.com, which is Martha Stewart's healthier, you know, magazine. It's online and in print still. And I, Pregnancy Magazine, unfortunately, just went, closed their doors, but I was their eco-editor for about a year and a half. And then I was approached to write uh, a, a cookbook. And uh, then this book, I'm Dreaming of a Green Christmas. So it's kind of come to me ever since that astrologer said, you know, you're supposed to write. <laughs> <laughs> he planted the seed. Yes. Whenever I see him, I'm like, it's you. You're the one. <laughs> It's all his fault. Yeah. So I love, I have to say, I do love writing. and I love putting my point of view in it and trying to, you know, make it palatable and, you know, the tips and the information palatable and and fun for people and, you know, bring in some humor and share what I well, your Well, your book is great because it's not, um, well, I'm Dreaming of a Green Christmas, which I want to get to because obviously we're in the holiday season now. And it seems like we've been in the holiday season for months longer than usual. And um, what I love about your book is that it's not insane stuff like, oh, I have to, you know, build a gingerbread house out of, like, it's just, it's not crazy. It's kind of accessible stuff that you can do with your family. And you don't have to be Martha Stewart to be able to do it. 
Yes. Well, I have to say, you know, even though I went to the Waldorf school and I was a kid and there was a fair amount of crafting, that's never really been my thing. Like my thing mm. is food, my my thing is teaching, but I'm not like a really great crafter. So I was like, I have to create a book where the crafts are doable even for someone like me who's not a crafter. So I sat down with a friend and we went through a lot of books and we went through our childhood. She she grew up between New Mexico and and Sweden and so she had you know a lot of great ideas too. And we just you know created these crafts that were really doable for us and you know the goal was to create this book that would really bring family members together, you know, and not have people go, okay, I can't do this, and this book is just going to sit on a shelf. Like, I really wanted to have this book be bring family members together, bring parents with their children together, and, and have fun, you know, and really look, instead of going out and buying stuff, instead of going to, um, you know, shopping centers and online and, and doing all of that, what do you already have in your closets? What do you have in your garage sitting there? What do you have in your attics and your basements that you can bring out and create new gifts, create wrapping paper, create um, ornaments, create decorations for around the house? Because especially in the past couple of years, the economy has really taken it's taken its toll on every aspect of our lives. Mm. So if if we can just refocus what we see the holidays as rather than just this time of consumerism. And that's not to say we shouldn't be supporting our economy by being consumers, but not feeling the pressure of that and getting more creative. Yeah, and and you're right about making it a family affair because I think even with the economy the way that it is, kids are so consumerist now that it's it's important to kind of get them back to, hey, you know, the holidays aren't, about just gifts and the new gadget, it's it's much more than that. And I think this teaches them or at least helps, you know, get them on that path to enjoying the holidays for what they're really supposed to be about. Yeah. I mean, I you know, we've been living, we, we kind of relocated half the year to our house in Italy in the countryside. And we've been there for almost six months. And my daughter has just been out in nature and we've been making things and we've been making collages from everything that we find in nature and we've been making these beautiful altars and we've been cooking and making pumpkin butter and fig preserves and we've been back in LA now for almost a month and it's just all about you know American Girl doll and the other day (laughs) someone bought her a Barbie and I was like oh my god (laughs) you know I'm like it's just so different here and I'm sure out in the countryside in the US (laughs) um, you know I probably would have a more similar experience but you know, to uh, to our house in the countryside in Italy, but being in a city where it's just surrounded, you know, the, the catalogs coming in the mail, which I've unsubscribed from at least 15 times, and, <laughs> you know, the ads on TV, which, you know, we don't even have a TV in Italy, um, you know, to the billboards everywhere. It's just mm-hmm. everywhere, and I already see her little mind just, like, so much more focused on what am I going to get, what am I going to get. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Whereas there she's like, what else can we do? What can we create? Mm. Yeah, well, that's an interesting difference to, to notice so quickly too. So what are your favorite green tips for holiday entertaining? I know there's a lot of the stuff in the book, but for listeners that don't have your book just yet, what are your favorite green tips for holiday entertaining? Um. Well, you know, I am a real big fan of bringing the nature from the outdoors um, indoors. 
So, you know, rather than, again, going out and buying a lot of those, you know, polyester big red bows to hang everywhere and, you know, going out and buying the pre-made wreaths and garlands, you know, again, get creative. Go and, you know, take nature walks and bring pine cones in. Um, you know, or go to, um, you know, Christmas tree lots and a lot of them have like pieces, scraps, you know, the cutoffs that they mm. wind up throwing away or mulching, ask if you can have them or if you can buy like a big, you know, a big bag for, you know, 10 bucks. They'll give you a big bag. I mean, you, you know, you have to wheel and deal with them. But you make your own nature garlands. Save ribbon. Um, save up wrapping paper and reuse wrapping paper um, over and over and over again until you can't use it any, anymore. Um, create an organized system for your wrapping. You know, when you save ribbon, create a little, you know, get a, a box and roll it up and have it be organized. Same thing with your wrapping paper. Um, you know, I, I love making Christmas ornaments. I have these salto ornaments, which are super fun uh, to do with kids. Kids love making Christmas cookies, but they wind up getting really sick from the dough, eating the raw dough. <laughs> so this is a great way to make ornaments without them getting sick from the dough because you put so much salt in the dough that they will not eat the dough. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> um, again, you can to hang the ornaments, the, the salt dough ornaments. You can use um, ribbon that you've been saving. Um, you know, go, I love going at this time to flea markets. You can find really great vintage Christmas tree ornaments um, and old old uh, tablecloths that you can make into Christmas tree uh, skirts. I have a great recycled wool wreath in the book where you take up, you know, old sweaters that have holes in holes in them and a and a wire hanger and you cut up the little squares and uh you feed them onto uh onto the uh hanger shape it into a circle, and then you have a wreath that you have for years to come. You just have to make sure moths don't get to it. I love doing glittered fruit, so you can take things like uh, pomegranates, mandarins, ta tangerines, and um, you know glitter them, have them be centerpieces. Um, you know, I definitely like to suggest to people that instead of going disposable, maybe rent your... Um, you know, cups and plates and silverware, or um, mm. if you can't do that, borrow them from friends. And, um, you know, if you want to do your holiday party but you're on a big budget, do a potluck. I think this year is definitely all about potlucks. I'm doing a potluck. I'm going to a potluck. Mm. Um, you know, really turn to your community and um, have your community be your resource. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not only money saving, it's time saving and it's kind of a, a better way to get some variety in the at the parties. Mhm. Mm Absolutely. So uh, for you um and this is the one of the biggest things for most people is is the shopping like how do you green your gift giving list? Well, you know, for me in the past few years, I haven't even really been giving gifts. I feel like a lot of the people that I know have what they need uh, mm -hmm. and have what they want. So I generally do, um, I, I pick two or three organizations, nonprofits that I'm either involved with. You know, I've been sitting on Healthy Child, Healthy, Healthy World for the past few years, so I'll make a donation to them on behalf of my friends and family. Um, mm. Also, American Forest, they 
they plant trees, so I make a donation to them. Uh, this year, I, I just joined the board of the Organic Center, so I might do a, a um, you know, make a donation to them on behalf of my friends and family. And I think people appreciate that, and I don't think that they really expect a lot of gifts. I think gift certificates are great. I do a lot of those. And then I have been making more stuff like pumpkin butters and the fig preserves mm. and, um, and, and cookies. And I, I definitely think that buying less is, can sometimes be more meaningful. Um, I definitely tend to stay away from you know, plastic stuff. Um, I've been buying more stuff at flea markets and antique markets and on eBay. Um, and of course, supporting all the great websites that sell green stuff. Ecomom.com is a great one. Um, even Amazon.com now has a huge choice of you know non-toxic, organic, um, you know chemical-free skincare products. I mean, there's a lot of great options out there. I mean, even if you just run over to Whole Foods, you can get some great eco-friendly gifts. Yeah, yeah, and I, I do like the idea of making stuff because. It means so much more to get something handmade than running to a store last minute and getting them some crappy lotions. You know, like yeah. you know, when you, it, it ends up in like the regifting pile or under their sink forever. You know, mm-hmm. whereas when something's homemade, they really enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, do you have any other green tips as far as green holiday? travel or New Year's tips because I know that a lot of people kind of bog themselves down with New Year's resolutions and then they kind of never do it. Any tips like that for our listeners before we wrap? (laughs) I mean, I really think that just taking, doing one thing at a time. You know, if this year you decide, okay, I'm committed to making sure that I have less food waste, you know, because there's so much food waste in this country. I mean, we're throwing away almost 40% of food. So maybe just around the holidays saying, you know what, for every party that I throw or, you know, every dinner that I have, I'm going to commit to just having less food waste. I'm going to plan better. I'm going to make sure that I, you know, I'm composting. If I have a lot left over, I'm going to make sure that I use it in, you know, leftover cooking or I'm going to donate it or I'm going to bring it to people who I know in my own community who need it, even if it's not like an organization that takes leftovers. You know, I'm sure we all know somebody in the community who could use, you know, if you made three pies and you have, you know, one and a half left over, save the half for yourself and your family and take that that third one and bring it to that person. Mm. You know, um, just, you know, plan better. Make sure that you're, you know, properly recycling Make sure that you don't just bag up your Christmas tree and throw it on the side of the curb. Make sure it's properly mulched. Just go the extra step to be more resourceful and less wasteful around this holiday season. I mean, waste goes up by 30% between Thanksgiving and the New Year. So do whatever it is you need to do to take those little steps. I mean, I encourage everyone, of course, to pick up I'm Dreaming of a Green Christmas because I have so many resources in the back that help you make better choices and actually take those steps and help you get more creative. And you don't have to do them all. Just do a couple. Right. Yeah, like we said earlier, you can make yourself crazy about being perfect, but it's about baby steps. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're – you're having that party with beverages, just commit. I'm not going to buy plastic bottles for, to, you know, for my dinner tonight. I will buy the glass bottles 
and then I will return and get, you know, the five cents per bottle, and then I will have, you know, saved some money. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Just that can be just your one thing that you do, um, or having less food waste, or you know, committing to not buying plastic disposables, or if you do, making sure that they're rinsed out, and then making sure they get into the recycling bin, because you can't just, you know, with recycling, you can't just throw every just because it's plastic doesn't mean that you can just throw it into the recycling bin. You have to make sure that it's properly rinsed off and there's no food waste on it. Um, you know, just go out and buy, you know, 40 cloth napkins that you can reuse over and over and over again rather than, you know, spending, you know, it'll be cheaper to buy the paper napkins but more wasteful. So. Right. In the long run, they last you longer and it will become a cheaper. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, what's next for Anna Getty? Any more books, DVDs, projects? Um, right now I'm focusing on setting up my, my house in Italy. And you know, at a certain point, hopefully I'll be doing retreats there. And I plan on doing some organic food tours around Tuscany. And uh, I just started a new blog called mytuscanlife.com. And uh, I'm just sharing my experience there in terms of raising a family there and um, my garden there. We have uh, olive trees and we're making olive oil and we have honey beehives and we're doing honey. So uh, try not to bite off more than I can chew at the moment. I'm just trying to <laughs> see see what happens. Well, I love it. Well, I can't wait to, to uh, hear more about your life over there and uh, and help you promote those cool tours. Thank you. <laughs> And uh, where can everyone find out about you um, and your books at the same um, website? You can go to anagetty.com, which is also, or purestyleliving.com. Both books, you, if you click on them on um, on, those, on that website, it clicks through to amazon.com. So it's I'm Dreaming of a Green Christmas, or I have Anna Getty's Easy Green Organic. Um, if you want to find out more about my, my Italian blog, it's mytuscanlife.com. Um, Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. I know I caught you uh, in between your trips back and forth from, from here to Italy, so I was glad you were able to make it on the holiday show. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks again. Everybody stay with us because we will be right back. Hi, this is Sarah Evans. Did you know that America's most common disaster can often be prevented? I'm talking about home fires, and this holiday season, the American Red Cross wants to help you stop fires before they start. Holiday lights, candles, and trees can increase your risk of fire. Learn how to have a happy and fire-free holiday by visiting www.redcross.org slash homefires or contact your local Red Cross chapter. Hi, I'm Adrian Pierce, and you're listening to The Healthy Voyager. Have a happy, healthy holiday. Okie doke, and that's about it for this Thanksgiving episode of Healthy Voyager Radio. Make sure you visit purestyleliving.com for more information on Anna, her books, her projects, and so much more. She's great. Um, and as for me, of course, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Healthy Voyager. You can check out the Facebook fan page, um, Healthy Voyager fan page, uh, and as well as on YouTube. You can check out the channel. You can see all the videos. But everything really can all be found at healthyvoyager.com the social networking portion of it where you can build a profile and meet others um, and you can subscribe so that you're on top of all the brand new news that can be found on healthyvoyager.com as well as some coupons and deals and all sorts of neat stuff like that. 
and uh, the radio show, videos, recipes, everything to get you through the whole year. But for sure, during the holiday season, there's going to be tons and tons of information how to healthify and green your holidays as well as some great recipes that you can make for your gatherings or just for yourself. So check it out at healthyvoyager.com. I'd like to thank Anna Getty one more time for all of her info today. Be sure to check out podcasts of today's show as well as past shows on healthyvoyager.com as well as on iTunes and Zoom if you got one of those where you can subscribe and never miss a show. Be sure to join me on Thursday, December 2nd. We are off next week for the Thanksgiving holiday for our holiday gift guide show. I know that um, people are probably going to start shopping the week of Thanksgiving because of Black Friday and all that. However, uh, there's always uh, lots of shopping to be done online, and that's kind of easier. So be sure to join us on December 2nd for our holiday gift guide show because I'll be covering the best healthy and eco gifts for everyone on your list from um, mom and dad to boyfriend and girlfriend to your pets. I'll be welcoming also uh, Rachel Lincoln Sarnoff from ecostiletto.com as she'll have some great green gift ideas to share with you as well. So don't miss it. There'll be lots of gift ideas, and it'll be our last show for the season until we come back in the spring. Yeah, taking uh, the holiday hiatus, the winter hiatus after the holidays to finish the cookbook, as well as get the schedule ready for a fabulous new season of Healthy Voyager Radio in 2011, which sounds weird to say. It sounds way in the future. But yeah, so uh, be sure to check out our last show. It's going to be a lot of fun, holiday fun, and uh, and then we'll be back um, in the spring before you know it. And before we head out, I'm going to play us out with another holiday song by Billy Idol, another rockin' veg head. Billy topped the holiday charts in the 80s with his version of the Bing Crosby classic, White Christmas. If you're interested in seeing what Billy is up to these days, visit BillyIdol.com. All right, thank you so much for joining me today. Have a wonderful, healthy, and very safe Thanksgiving. And enjoy White Christmas by Billy Idol. Bye. Just like the ones I used to know Where those treetops glisten And children listen to hear Sleigh bells in the snow Day.
Dreaming all year. 